Again, I'm joined today by Tanya Manning, the U.S. Wealth Practice Leader and Chief Actuary at Buck and the current president of the International Actuarial Association. Uh, Tanya, again, thanks for joining us today. Um, I want to go down another road here. Um, What advice would you have for actuaries that are looking to become successful leaders within their organizations? And that can mean a lot of things, right? It could be within a team, within their office, within their company. Um, what advice do you have for, for those actuaries that are looking to go down that road? Okay. Yeah, I, I get that question um, a lot. <laughs> um, people are wanting to know why, how do I get to this level? level um, how, how do I get this opportunity? Why was I not considered? How can I be considered? Um, that's a very common question, and I like that question because that, that shows someone has ambition and they, they want to um, advance themselves. So that's all, all really good. Um, the first thing you have to do um, is you, you've got to pay your dues. And no one wants to hear that. I didn't want to hear that. But you have to, um, you've got to work really hard earlier in your career and prove that you're a solid contributor to the team. You got to do your time. You got to put in the hours. You got to put in the effort. And you've got to really um, make sure that you're coming to the table and you're not just passing exams, but you're, you're contributing as well to what the company is trying to achieve. So, so that's, that's first of all. And secondly, you need to do something to differentiate yourself. Um, think about what, you, what special skill or um, what opportunity you might want to take advantage of. And this is something that I've seen on um, some of the, the, the folks in my practice. Um, when I ask them, are you interested in this? Um, I sometimes get the answer, I don't have time to do this as well as I would comfortable doing it. I don't know, Michael, you've ever gotten that answer. And sometimes that is the right answer um, because I have seen people overcommit themselves on a volunteer basis. I have personally done that. And sometimes that is the opportunity only comes so often and when it knocks, figure out how to make it work. And sometimes you have to have a make it work moment. Um, So if you're given an opportunity that gives you that door open to have a leadership opportunity outside of just your team or your practice, but on a national level even, that gives you visibility and allows you to demonstrate um, what you can do and grow your skills, then be very hesitant to say no. Don't say yes if you're overloading yourself. Don't be that person. But um, I think I see a lot of times, and maybe this is more on the female side than the male side, that there's a hesitancy to push themselves past where they're very comfortable they're going to succeed. It's okay to push yourself past where you're pretty comfortable you're going to succeed um, because um, you're never going to be competent. And um, thinking back to when I inappropriately volunteered to speak at a conference when I just got my EA or when I raised my hand internally to lead a committee that I, I, you know, some could question whether I had the right experience, um, anything like that, that you can um, show your individual talents. Um, and, and the third thing is for heaven's sakes, take initiative and um, be proactive and um, don't over promote yourself. That can have very negative implications. And we see a lot of that. Um, and and in my observation more than maybe in the past, but um, also don't be shy about promoting yourself. And if you feel like you can do more than you're being asked then make sure your manager is aware of that. So so those are all the things. Um, But at the end of the day, someone early on told me that when you're leading a group, um, when you talk to the, the people on your team, first of all, make sure you're talking to the people on your team, talking with them, not to them. Um, Your question should always be, what do you need me to do to help support you? And I try to make sure I always do that. And it's not, have you done this? Have you done that? 
Are you going to meet this goal? You know, you don't need as much of a status check-in as far as you need to know what are their needs, where they need support, what can you do to help them succeed? Um, because that's really where you are as the leaders. You're trying to get everyone to get to that ultimate goal. Um, so make sure that you're there to support the people you're leading, not just to check in and make sure they're doing everything that you, you told them to do. Yeah, I've, I've actually read some stuff on that recently. It's a, it's a fascinating concept, right? You don't want to burn yourself out by taking on everyone else's burdens and trying to fix the problem, but you need to almost help them figure out how to best solve their own problems. And, and that's going to help you that in the long run and help them also as they progress. Well, you know, Michael, you, you need to at least ask. Right. You need to at least ask. If you don't ask, it, it sounds like you don't care or you're not aware that they have a problem. And a lot of times I'm not aware that they have a problem. I'll be talking to someone and they're like, well, we have this going on and I have no idea. And if I hadn't asked, I didn't know it was an issue. And maybe I can help them. Maybe I can. Or maybe I can help them think through how they can solve it on their own. But um, being a leader doesn't mean that you're just making sure everyone's getting their job done. It means you're helping them get their job done. And you really need to approach it that way. And you also need to be willing to dig in. And if they don't have time to do it and you have skills and time, then you need to dig in and do it to never be above anything. Never yeah. be above anything. I will go in and edit data if we have to edit data to meet a client deadline. Do what you have to do and um, be there to support your team. And that's what's going to get the, the, I think, that the biggest um, combined results. And I think it's, it's even beyond the technical things that you mentioned, right? Like if you think about somebody who maybe is in a new uh, managerial position, they've got some direct reports and how do they handle managing people even being, mm -hmm. being available for those people to say, how is it going? What issues are you running into? How can I help you think through the challenges that you're, you're facing, I think are also important aspects where you can add a lot of value from a leadership perspective. And you, and you got to have a person relationship with your team. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but maybe not to a bunch of actuaries. And um, when I um, took on my role as the U.S. Um, leaders, um, the U.S. Wealth Practice Leader, I'll get this out for Buck, um, I set up these one-on-one -on -one calls. And um, I'll give a shout out to Ted Goldman, who introduced me to the one-on-one -on -one calls. And um, I think Dean Aloise has done them as well. But I remember um, when I joined Buck, I was subjected to 2,000 one-on-one calls with people that I would be working with. And it was a little bit overwhelming, but it gave me a, a human conversation with these people. Mm -hmm. So when I took over this role, um, I set up these calls and, and I think initially people were like, really? I got to talk to you again. It was like every other week I'm talking to them. <laughs> and, um, but, but at the end of the day, if you're not having a, a like a real conversation and you're just sending emails and you're just not going to be able to, um, to, to really connect with that person and get them to connect with you to, to get those results that you need. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's great. Um, we had a question come in that uh, is related to this topic uh, that I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out now. Um, so with your, your role, uh, with your roles of being chief actuary and president of the IAA and kind of being at the, at the top of the pyramid, uh, you've got probably, fewer and fewer options to look to for, um, uh, for people that are above you in the hierarchy. So who do you turn to these days to keep honing your leadership skills to make sure that you're still growing as a leader? 
that that's a great question and and you don't have to just look up to hone your leadership skills first of all i learn um from every person on my team they do certain things really well and and what i love is being around people who do things really well that i don't and figuring out how to mirror that or learn from that um that's what really excites me is to find um folks who are on my team um who, who, who um, work for me or don't work for me, it doesn't matter. I can pick up little pieces and I watch what they do and how I react or others react to that. And I'm, I'm always trying to learn from that. So um, it doesn't matter where you're at in an organization, you can pick up those little pieces of people who do things better than you or um, you, you, you want to aspire, aspire to do that. And um, being part of the International Entrepreneurial Association has even um, opened the door wider because I'm learning um, very different approaches in different practice areas of society of actors is the same way. Um, I, I can tell you a casualty actuary is going to sit through and think things through just a little bit differently than maybe a health actuary is going to. Um, but even just the different personalities, the different culture, and, and how they think through and approach things, it's just fascinating. I love observing people and picking up and learning little pieces. So every person that you work with probably does something really well observe that and learn from that and and that's who you learn from doesn't matter where you're at in the organization no, and i think that goes back to something you said earlier as well in our conversation about uh, coming to terms with the fact that you're never going to be the smartest person in the room right if you if you take the approach that you always have something you can learn from somebody whether they've been in the profession for 30 years or three years uh, will go a long way on that front well even you michael um, i've learned from you so take that. I, I've observed that you've done a really good job of um, being visibly um, connected to your members and doing your videos. Um, that's something that I've never um, really done or pushed as a leader. And I'm thinking I need to do some of that. So, you know, I'm even learning from you, Michael, how, how to kind of um, entwine that into the way that I communicate as a leader. So there's always things that you can be learning. Um, it, and to me, I love it. I enjoy it. It's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so thinking too about uh, you know leadership skills and and uh, you personally, who who have been your role models as you've um, as you've worked through the profession, or who do you look up to currently? Well, I, I mean, I could give you the um, um, making um, you know talking about the people I currently work with, and I'm a little hesitant to do that, but I work with Enforce. I work with and for some amazing people right now who um, inspire me all in different ways because they do different um, different things. Um, the person I directly report to now, um, Dean Alois, happens to be, um, and I've told him this, is he's a very inspirational leader. And that's the skill that I'm currently focused on is how to be more inspirational and how to get people to have a more positive view. And I decided that in 2019, by the way, so who knows that 2020 would be like the the graduate level <laughs> test <laughs> of that. So it's been, um, you know, pretty hard. Um, um, so, so that's definitely out there. But every, um, there's so many people who've taught me different things. Um, Chris Bone was an early mentor of mine and he taught me how to be professional and how to make sure that, um, you know, you're presenting yourself with confidence. I, I can't remember what he said early on in my career. And he's like, Tanya, you know, you, you're very talented, but you need to let people know that you know that. And he's like, be a little, have a little more um, punch to how you're communicating that. And so that, that was a good lesson. 
um, to learn um, working with the folks at the Society of Actuaries, um, getting involved, and you've probably seen this, Michael, and how they were running that association and all the different um, perspectives. I learned a lot from, from just um, the folks on my leadership team. Um, at the time, um, just learning from people I work with, like David Sharp, how to just be a little bit more zippy. And, um, uh, it, it, you know, there's, there's so many people that kind of give me role models right now. Um, there's also people, um, you know, like um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, if you've ever seen her documentary and you feel like you're tired and, you, and you're done for the day, um, if you think about her, um, no, you're not. <laughs> Sleeping is for Saturdays and Sundays and keep working hard. Um, so there's a lot of different inspirations. Um, and Anna Rappaport, of course, was an early um, inspiration for me, um, being a female who had reached a leadership role. Um, she, so she was an inspiration in that regard. And the fact that she is still so dedicated and still doing such great work um, for yeah. something that really matters um, in the retirement arena, um, promoting um, different ways to help people address retirement risk. And um, so she, she's an inspiration every day as well. I left someone out and I'm very sorry, but there's a lot of people who inspire me um, have and, and continue to do so. Oh, that's excellent.